We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench. Uh, Toll-free, 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. I'm watching the Warriors. They lead the Pacers 18-14, just under three left in the first in the city uh, at the chase in San Fran City. I've been watching, you know, Steph Curry uh, since he came back this year balling. He's had some huge games. He had that 60-point game of whatever it was, 62. And then um, he's averaging uh, 28-6 right now, shooting 43% from the floor, 36.8 from downtown. I just saw him miss two free throws. I almost fell over. I've never seen that guy miss two free throws in my life. I couldn't believe what I just saw. He bricked on both of them. But anyway, they're up four on the Pacers. They have actually surprised me the way I've watched them ball, right? Like, you know, I saw them, you know, beat the Clippers, come back from a huge deficit uh, to win that game. Like last Friday night, he went off in that game as well. They're six and four. They're not as bad as everybody thought they were going to be. And uh, it's interesting, you know, who they're playing with. They got, you know, obviously Green and and Curry, uh, the usual suspects. But now they have... Uh, obviously Wiggins on this team, Wiseman they got uh, in the draft. The big seven-footer from uh, Memphis played a game at Memphis and then shut it down. They got uh, Kelly Oubre from the Suns. They got Looney still. Bazemore they picked up. And Mulder. They got all these other guys. They got Wanamaker from the Celtics. And um, a couple other guys that aren't playing pool, etc. Can you imagine if they had uh, Clay Thompson? What a shame that that guy uh, tore his Achilles. I mean, uh, if that guy had any luck at all, I mean, can you imagine what he's been through? Blows out his knee, then trains his ass off in PT for, you know, I mean, almost a year, right? And then comes back ready to rock and roll, lock and load. He's scrimmaging and, and tears his Achilles, and he's done for another year. That is just insane. Talk about having a bad day. But if they had Thompson just, you know, burying shots because he's so incredible off the ball, uh, the way he moves without the ball, same as Curry, the both of them, uh, the way they move without the ball is just phenomenal. I'm watching him right now getting space, getting the ball off screens, moving, running, cutting, slicing, dicing, and making plays, getting shots off, passing to the right guy, getting, uh, you know, dribble drive penetration, getting a double team and still kicking the ball to somebody for a clean look. Uh, it's just incredible. And he's like doing it now, hitting a, a runner fadeaway and one and a foul. Uh, he's doing it really all by himself. Because Green doesn't do anything. You know, he's playing dirty, playing rebound, playing defense, playing grit. And then, obviously, you got uh, Wiggins who can score. But Curry's the only one that can put it in the hole. 
I guess Bazemore's not that bad, but he doesn't do anything on his team. No productivity. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Certainly, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near to you, wanna do you, wanna. And of course, Satellite Radio, our new channel, 204 on Sirius XM. Good to have you with us. I'm Pharrell with Carver High. 844-843-6879 is the number to get on the bench. 2115 Warriors so far. I am surprised, even though they have the same record, uh, that the Pacers have been so bunk. You know, I've seen Sabonis dealing against the Knicks, scoring ad nauseum at will, doing whatever he wants. And then I see him tonight. He's got two points. Turner's got a Brogdon, Holiday. They got some players on this team. McDermott can score. He's got five already and a three. So uh, they got, I think they got that uh, Kenyon Martins kid in the draft. They got both Holiday brothers, certainly the best ones playing in Milwaukee now. But I am a little surprised that they're, you know, toting the same record as the Warriors. Anyway, uh, wild game tonight. I talked about it earlier. Embiid with 45. Sixers winning overtime over the depleted Heat. 137-134 in a crazy game in Philadelphia. Lakers by 17 over the Rockets. They beat them on Sunday night easily, 120 to 102. Beat them by 18 and then play them again tonight. And, uh, you know, 18 one night, 17 the next. Boy, do the Rockets look bad. Even, I got to tell you, I think Harden looks stale too and fat. Like he doesn't even care. What do you think, Carver High? He looked awful. They, I don't know what it is. It's that warm-up gear that he wears. But again, before the game tonight, there was pictures of him on, like, you know, on Twitter and stuff, and he just looked awful. Five of sixteen from the floor, one of six from downtown. Thirty-one minutes, sixteen points. That's a terrible night for him, and that's just all there is to it. LeBron at twenty-six, got it done. Schroeder fourteen, Pope fourteen, Harrell fourteen. The Lakers look fantastic. with you um i see here uh in the church someone said something to the effect of uh carver high would never let uh, little olivia see him yakking in the toilet <laughs> when we were talking well, about look, the over under uh, those those days are long over to be quite honest with you like they really are like those you know when when i was out till four in the morning really putting it down and there was a lot of shots involved see shots is what always does that to me you're having little guys right. along with the beers a bat and a ball that's what um can give you a night like that now i mean listen i'm you know i'm not a professional anymore i'm a recreational drinker and uh you know if i have several beers at night watching the game there, there isn't gonna be any of that there just isn't but I, professional you're not you say you're not a professional anymore I i'm think not you are i mean I've seen you drink professionally listen, in Vegas. I, I, mean, I, 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 yes, but that's that's a one-off. You know, I, listen, I'm like a Hall of Famer that shows up, you know, and I could still get it done in a in a spot 
like that. A Vegas spot, yes, I'm going to get it done. You know, a, a going up to a game in the below, yeah, I'm going to get it done. But a constant, every day, always in the mix, that's not me anymore. I, I just, I don't have it in me anymore. I've I, I've worn it out. You know, I, I, I went so heavy for so long that now I'm only good in, in spots, and I make those spots really important. So now you're having another kid. So yeah. that that's going to change it even more. Sure is. <laughs> Jesus. Sure is. What are you going to do? Kidding. What are you going to I, I got to tell you, though, I think uh, because I obviously am experienced here in this department uh, that, uh, you know, I think the second one makes it it's just so much easier. I, I The first ones, when you have that first kid, you freak out. You uh, every little thing you worry about. If the kid gets a sniffle, it's a it's an international incident. Right. If the kid uh, falls and hits his head on a on a table, which happens frequently, until you start putting all those you know uh, rubber things on there or tennis balls, whatever the hell people put on there to to uh, so the kids don't get hurt. But when all that stuff happens, you know I think. I think the the mother and the father they you know flip out. Every little thing is just it's just a it's an ordeal. Like you know you take them out in public, it's an ordeal. You you get them in the car, it's an ordeal. You feeding them is an ordeal. When they get sick, it's like the end of the world. This you know if anything happens to them, like so when my kid, uh, do you remember the stories? I don't know if you remember this. I, I know Mavi does. When Gunner Gunner like broke his leg, right? And uh, so he was a little kid. He was like, I, I don't even remember how old he was. He was like, I don't know, maybe five or six, something like that. He broke his, maybe he was even younger. He could have been four or something or three. He broke his leg. And uh, so when they're when they're young, their their bones are, are soft or whatever, and they can get injured. You see these kids with broken arms, broken legs, and, and casts on and stuff like that. So sure enough, Gunner breaks his leg. And I was in L.A. doing a, a fight or something. I remember I was on Howard uh, 101 at the time, working for Howard Stern. And I went on this road trip, and I got out to Lipstick City. I don't know. I, I think I was doing, like, a UFC event in Anaheim or something like that. I think that's what it was. And um, I get this phone call that Gunner broke his leg. I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do? I just flew six hours to Los Angeles. What am I going to jump on a plane and fly back and – and put some, put a cast on him. What do you want me to do about it? And I, I didn't know what to do because, I mean, she went crazy. She was freaking out like the world had ended. Sure enough, I go home. The kid's got a cast from his uh, hip to his toes, a full leg cast. Sure enough, time goes by. I have a second kid. And Chop comes out, right? And she's like three or four years old. Swear to Christ, she falls and breaks her leg. And uh, at this point, people are thinking, like, you know, they must beat their kids or something because they're all <laughs> wearing casts from their hips to their toes. Sure enough, she broke her leg, too. And, uh, I mean, when the second one happened, I was like, whatever, she'll be fine. Take her to the ER and put some paste on it. And then when they get sick, the second time you have a kid, they get sick, they get a cold or a cough, you're like, what? don't come near me <laughs> you don't even you do nothing for them like when they have you ever seen the commercial where the chick's like the kid goes mom I, i'm bleeding and the lady's sitting there with her cat and she's like there's band-aids in the cabin 
I'm bleeding all over the place. There's <laughs> put two on. The mother never went back to check the kid. But uh, the second time around, Carver High, it's just so much easier because you're so used to it. There's nothing you haven't seen. The injuries, the broken legs, the sickness, the cough, the sneeze, the sore throat, the whatever, the crying, the, um, you know, what do they call it when they're, uh, I forget what, you know, when they can't sleep or whatever and they got the, uh, and they're, you know, they're breathing or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about when they have the, uh, what's that called? Yeah, colic. (laughs) I didn't remember the name of it. I'm so old now. My kids are grown up. Uh, They're teenagers now. One's in high school. The other one's, you know, on the way to high school. But uh, when he was colicky, and I remember we thought the world was ending. I mean, I I literally, she would be up and she never slept. It was like the kid would cry all night, colic, and then we just never slept. I mean, I didn't sleep. You remember how you'd complain you never sleep because of Olivia? Well, you know, now you're going to have a second one. The second one, you don't even, you're not phased by anything, nothing, literally nothing you'll be phased by because you've already been through all of it. And then the second one, the, the first kid, Olivia will, you know, that'll be your little brother or sister. And the next thing you know, she's helping because she's going to be like five or six before you know it. And then when she hits seven or eight, she'll be doing everything on her own. Yeah, that's the, 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 the one advantage is that Olivia is going to be old enough where she can help out a little. I'm just like, I just got finished with it. You know, like she's four. She's pretty much independent. You know, not that, listen, four-year-olds will do everything on their own, but you can leave them alone. They can eat on their own. They can go to the bathroom on their own. You know, they can do some things. Now, it's like I got to start all the way over. You know, I'm back to zero here. You know, and I got to do this all again. (laughs) You know, that's the part that is like, oh, jeez. You know, and I'm 40 now and I got to do this. It's just, it's tough. Well, I guess I did it at 39 and 42. The second one was at at, at 42. So, uh, Gunner's 16 now and I'll, I'll be whatever, 56 in, in the summer. And then when my daughter, uh, goes to high school, she's in seven, she'll be in eight, eight. Uh, I think she's in seventh. She'll be in eighth, and then she'll be in ninth. She'll be a freshman. So once, so five more years, I'll be sixty-one when she's done with high school, and then he'll be in college in two years. So it's just crazy. One minute they're four, and then the next minute they're going to college. It's the craziest thing ever. I think you'll. Uh, when, and when is this? Uh, when is this baby due in a couple months? March sixth. But I don't think it's going to last that long. Jeez. Oh, March Madness, baby. She ain't making it to March 6th. No? No. She Why was not? Two weeks, she... She, was, she was two weeks early with Olivia, too. She's This kid already looks like it wants to come out. Already? So, like, yeah, she but it can't. It's got it's, to it's, it's stay in there at least another month. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it ain't making it to March 6th. So it's already going to – you're looking at, like, a 35 or 36-week baby? Uh, yeah, I think 30, yeah, 37, 38, right in that area. So I think it's going to be so a little what, what are, like, your uh, mom and dad, like, what are the grandparents saying? Are they stoked for another one, or are they like, oh, God, we got to do this again? No, they're, they're, of course, happy. Grandparents always happy. Another one in the mix now. Um, everybody's thrilled. And you still don't know what it's going to be, a boy or a girl. You're just going right to the well. Going right to the well again. That's it. 
Oh my God. Anthony Davis jammed his toe and is questionable for tomorrow night's game against the Thunder. Big winners tonight. We'll give you the rest of the NBA and college rack when we come back. Pharrell on the bench with you, 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. So uh, I see Harden after that uh, beatdown by the Lakers tonight. He basically said, uh, we're terrible, we suck, and I've done everything I can for this city. I love this city, but this team is god-awful, and it can't be fixed. He literally said they cannot be fixed. Season over. That's a nice uh, endorsement for uh, Silas. Jeez. Right. Right. Wasn't there a report? We did a story last week, Scotty, on Coast to Coast and said, uh, Rockets are sure that Harden will spend entire season with the team. He's bought in and uh, the trade talks have simmered down. We don't need to trade him. Um, Maybe they want to rethink that. Yeah, he's he sounds so miserable. He's like, I'm done. There's nothing we can do. Uh, we suck. I mean, you name it. He said it tonight after the game. He's like, I mean, they whacked him twice in a couple days. And uh, the Lakers mean business. They're nine and three and they're doing whatever they want. And then this guy after the game tonight and he just looks like such a fat. And he's like, uh, we're done. We're finished. We have nothing. And it's not getting any better any time soon. That is crazy. So uh, there you go. And then I told you uh, AD may not be able to go tomorrow night for their game with the Thunder. They should still kick the Thunder's ass with or without him. What did you think uh, when you saw uh, the story tonight, Carver High, that uh, it looks like Ryan Pace Matt uh, Nagy, at the very least, expected to return for the Bears. And I still, I said this on Coast to Coast, I don't think they're going to fire him. And I don't think they're going to get rid of Trubisky either. I mean, you can say whatever you want. They lost all those games in a row. They still found a way into the playoffs. I know they uh, laid an egg against the Saints. But I thought they looked really good in the first half. I thought Trubisky threw that beautiful bomb to Mims. He dropped it. I blame him. I thought the defense did a good job getting the ball. They they couldn't score, obviously, but they should have. It should have been seven all. Second half, they were atrocious. But I still think that they got into the playoffs. I know they had won 12 games or whatever, and then back-to-back eight and eights. But, um, I mean, what are they going to do? Fire everybody, the GM, the coach, to get rid of the quarterback and start over from scratch? You can't do that every three or four years and just keep spinning that same misery cycle of starting over. You never get anywhere. There's got to be some kind of continuity somewhere. And I actually think uh, the fact that they got in to the playoffs, for me, what more do you want? I think there's so much pressure in Chicago People don't realize how stressful it is in the Windy City with the media and everything and the fans. I've lived there. I've worked there. It is just like New York. And I think it's more intense than Los Angeles. I think, you know, 
In L.A., people have a million things they, they do. They surf. I mean, they're outside. They do whatever they want. There's people skateboarding, people doing all kinds of stuff. They're going climbing, hiking. They go skiing. You know, so I remember I used to go to Big Bear skiing all day. And, you know, I go surf in the morning and go ski in the afternoon. You can do whatever you want in California. Like, what are you going to worry about, you know, yelling at the Lakers or yelling at the at the Rams or yelling what the Dodgers don't win enough for you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody freaks out there about, like, you know, fire the coach, fire the quarterback, get rid of him. This guy sucks. In Chicago and in New York, Carver, you know they do that. No, that's exactly what they do. And I, I think you, you can look at it in a couple of ways here. I'm not very high on Matt Nagy. I, I, I'm just not. I don't think he's good. But you know what? Three seasons. Hasn't had a losing season. 12-8-8. Eight, and eight. Made the playoffs two of those three years. So that's pretty good in the NFL. Take a look around. There's not a lot of teams that can say they've done that in the last three years. But when you're labeled as an offensive guru, and I watched these guys. I watched plenty of Bear games this year. Their offense sucks. It just does. They, they got hot at the end of the year against some bad teams, some bad defenses like the Jags, like the Vikings. Some really bad defenses. And and what happened when they played a good defense on Sunday? It was unimaginative. I get the guy dropped the ball. Maybe the game's a little different. But even in the second half, they did nothing offensively. I, if you want to bring those guys back, fine. But I don't know if I want to go around the merry-go-round with Trubisky again. I'm not saying there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. But, man, I, I don't know if I could do it. So is it not the same thing like that the Ravens did? They They had a... I mean, I think every week's hard in the NFL. I'm not a, a buyer into, oh, our schedule's so easy. Uh, these are all wins. Win, 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 win loss, that's a win. win, that's a win, win loss. That's a win. Uh, that's I don't do loss. that, but I'll say this. They did have, uh, you know, cupcakes down the stretch. They got hot. They got in. But let's face facts. They were a lot different than the Bears. The Bears laid an egg. And the Ravens came out and looked fantastic against Tennessee, particularly Lamar Jackson, the way he was running and throwing. I, you know, he threw the pick to Butler, but other than that, he was solid. I mean, what was he? A buck seventy-six and a buck thirty-six with his running and passing. So, uh, you know, same story. The Bears got hot to get in after they looked so terrible. Ravens were average at best, and then all of a sudden. They got hot at the end playing all those cream puffs, and they got in. But they turned it on and played great in the playoff game in Smashville. Well, they did. They played very well. I, I, I do believe that it was more with his legs on Sunday, not taking anything away from him. The guy ran for a buck 46, and the two biggest plays in the game by the Ravens on offense was Lamar Jackson running. And so – I want to take that away. If I'm the Bills on Saturday night, I want to take away the run, strictly keep him in the pocket, and make him throw the football. That seems to be the way to beat this team, is to not let him run around. The Bills kind of had a playbook for it last year. They held him to 45 yards rushing. We'll see if they can do that again. Um, but no, he's extremely dangerous. Uh, there's no question about that. So what did you think when you saw that Seattle fired Brian Schottenheimer, their offensive coordinator, after yeah. three years? They said, you know, the uh, proverbial uh, philosophical differences. I yeah. think what it boiled down to was 
Um, they got their ass beat by the Rams, and that offense didn't do jack, and Wilson didn't do anything. Metcalf and, you know, his uh, cohorts, uh, Lockett, all the rest of them didn't do anything. I mean, they, they, I've never seen them look so flat in a playoff game. Do you think that game is what cost him his job? Well, it's funny. I saw a report today that Pete Carroll basically wanted to run the ball more. So the philosophical differences were Schottenheimer, who has never been a, a great offensive coordinator in my mind, uh, I guess wanted to throw more, and Carroll wanted to run. But but think about the offense that that team has. You have Metcalf. You have Lockett. You have Russell Wilson. Why do we want to run the football more? Why? Why do you want to take the ball away from weapons like that? So I think that this is silly by Carroll, if that's his reasoning behind getting rid of him. You want to throw. This is the NFL. Take a look around, Scotty. What do all these teams do well? What do all these do well? They all throw. The Rock, every one of them. Tennessee, even though that they're built on the backs of Derrick Henry, they still they need to throw the football every once in a while too. Cleveland, yes, they're built on Chubb and Hunt, but you saw it on Sunday. Mayfield's got to throw the football also. So forget this run in the football. You got weapons. Metcalf is a weapon. Lockett's a weapon. Throw the ball. So if that's what Pete Carroll wants to do, he wants to go back to ground and pound, uh, have a good time. Those guys will really enjoy it. You saw Metcalf here's, blowing up uh, on the sidelines, right? Here's Russell Wilson. He uh, he uh, sent out a message to Schottenheimer. Shoddy, I'm grateful for how much you meant to me over the past three years. God bless me with you. We won a lot of games, threw a lot of touchdowns, and had a blast in our meetings and our Bible studies. The best days are ahead for you. Go be great. God first. Love number three. Wow. That it's fantastic going from those, uh, you know, 15 meetings a day looking at film to hitting that Bible study. <laughs> I'm just like, can you imagine? Hey, Pharrell. I mean, Russ. We need you to come down to the Bible study, Pharrell. Your language has been deplorable lately. Off air. Just a horrible person. You need to go to the Bible study. You know, I went to uh, Christmas Eve service, which a lot of people just show up for that one service a year. The the cheesy people that you yeah. know only go to mass or whatever <laughs> yeah. on Christmas and the pre- Eve, and the priest calls you all out. You know, I'd like to see you guys in here more than just once a year tonight. You know, it gives you the business, right? <laughs> well, this year I went, and and like half the people weren't wearing masks, and I was like. I was tripping, man. I got I went to this Christmas Eve service and nobody around me was wearing masks. I'm in there with like a I got like a full face guard on, two masks. I got the whole deal going and nobody was wearing a mask and I got to tell you, man, I'm done going to mass. I'm not going anywhere where there's like 100 people with no masks on. Did you see that Tuscaloosa party last night after they won the national uh, championship? There must have been five, ten thousand people in this in Tuscaloosa on campus just throwing down and getting hammered. And they were all one foot away from each other, making out and spraying each other with action. I guarantee you that tons of people on that campus are just going to be drowning in COVID. It's that simple. When you go around people anywhere now without masks on, you get it. That's it. It's that simple. People that don't believe that it's real, you're just stupid ass. I'm telling you.
Carver, how do you think Urban Meyer uh, has already let that ship sail in Jacksonville? Do you think he's going to blow that gig off? I don't know. Does he really want to coach in the NFL? I I, I mean, he couldn't want any other job, right? Doesn't he want to come in with a fresh quarterback from college like Trevor Lawrence? He doesn't want to go to any of these other situations if he did. Ah. Maybe Jacksonville's that, having second thoughts on him. What about uh, now? They please. They they're dying for him. What about? Um, would you, if you were the Chargers, would you want him? I, I wouldn't want him if I was any team. To be honest with you, I, I don't want to hire Urban Meyer. Why is that? Because I've seen too many guys who have only coached college their entire lives come to the NFL and uh, be failures. I can and learn the, the hard the, way. The amount that actually get it done, you can count them on one hand, whether it's Jimmy Johnson. You know, Pete Carroll did it, but Pete Carroll was an NFL coach before he got the USC job, and then he came back to the NFL. So I'm not big on hiring the all-time college coach who achieves everything because usually it doesn't work out good. How do you think uh, Sarkeesian's going to do in Austin? I mean, somebody eventually has to do well there, right? I mean, geez, Charlie Strong, <laughs> Tom Herman. I mean, you eventually here, – here's one thing that's going to be a problem for Sark, okay? Uh, when he gets to spring practice with the Longhorns, he's not going to have Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, and Mac Jones right. lining up on the field for him in the, uh, in the orange and white. So he, he's going to have to do some magic because he doesn't have – he got this job – Let's be fair. Not saying that he's a, a bad offensive mind, but when you're the Alabama offensive coordinator, you're dealing with the absolute best <laughs> players in the land. Right. <laughs> so right. you got to remember that. But don't you think that he's the like they've had uh, they've had coordinators down there, Lane Kiffin, whoever. They've had all kinds of them, but he, I think he was the best, uh, the cream of the crop. His philosophies his offense his play calling was so sensational they have to be licking their chops at texas uh and then he had a presser uh and and he got everybody all jacked up and fired up and he means business he's like pedal to the metal all gas every day let's go we're gonna kill everybody i like the whole uh setup i think he's gonna do really well there now speaking of uh college Everything, whatever. How about this guy, uh, Kay Cunningham, tonight? Uh, Oklahoma State beat Kansas by five. He had 18, seven boards, three dimes, two block shots. Now, I want to look at all the uh, college games from tonight because, uh, you know, the one game that I was on uh, that was my favorite play of the night, number one pick was uh, Michigan over Wisconsin, and they kicked Wisconsin's ass at Chrysler, 77-54. I don't know if you caught any of that game. Same old story uh, I keep talking about on Coast to Coast and for on a bench. Great ball movement, uh, dribble drive, penetration, getting a lot of easy dunks and buckets at the rim, uh, moving the ball and getting good looks from everywhere, even three. Their defense on the perimeter and against the three, 
They shut Wisconsin down. They couldn't do anything at one point. I think from about the six-minute mark, six-and-a-half-minute mark in the first half down to the half, they never scored a basket. And uh, they were in big trouble, mister. They got blown out. Michigan, the real deal in the Big Ten, I told you, Michigan and Iowa, for me, are the two teams. They got a lot of teams that are going to make the tournament the Big Ten. But the ones that are legit, that are going for that Big Ten championship, I think are Michigan and Iowa. Luca Garza is a freak of nature. But big win for them tonight. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Virginia Tech handled Duke in Blacksburg. They were kicking their ass. At one point, they were up like 27 to 11. I thought Duke would give them a game tonight. I really did. Uh, like Kentucky had turned the corner, but they hit a wall tonight as well. They got their ass spanked at Rupp by 20. Alabama killed them. I've never seen them. I, I don't remember ever seeing them lose by 20 at Rupp to anybody. North Carolina, a lot of people have been saying that they're not going to make the tournament, nor Duke, but North Carolina handled their business tonight at Chapel Hill against Syracuse. They beat them by six. Boston College blew out Miami. I was surprised Miami went to Chestnut Hill and laid a big egg, 84-62. I can't believe that. Buffalo blew out Western Michigan. Northern Illinois upset Akron. Kent State got by uh, Central Michigan, 94-85. And St. John's uh, by 12 over Butler. Davidson ended up uh, by 14 over St. Joe's. They were getting 12 and a half. Florida won. They beat Ole Miss. They were losing in that game, but they came back and won that game, 72-63. Ball State upset uh, Bowling Green. Bowling Green had a way better record, 88-64. They killed them. Ohio handled their business laying seven against Miami of Ohio, 78-61 in Athens. Toledo blew out Eastern Michigan. Oklahoma, how about TCU? What happened to them tonight? Did they forget their pants? 82-46, they got absolutely tarred and feathered by Oklahoma in Norman. 82-46, you got to be kidding me. That Oklahoma State game, I told you, by 5 75 Oak State, the Cowboys get it done in Stillwater. I went for it with Providence tonight. They lost by 10 to Marquette. And USC in overtime beat Riverside by 5. The other games were all postponed, including Tennessee and Vandy and uh, Rutgers, Penn State. West Virginia Baylor got called. I think that would have been the game of the night for sure. And that Eastern Illinois SIU-Edwardsville game also uh, got postponed. Now on... Wednesday, you got Notre Dame and Virginia, North Carolina State against Florida State in Tallahassee, Auburn's at Georgia and Athens, Louisville 8-1 at Wake. That's going to be a good game. The Nova Xavier game postponed, Pitt Georgia Tech postponed. There's a bunch of other games, VCU and GW. Believe it or not, Furman 8-3 and 8-0 Citadel. I think that's going to be a great game. Northwestern and Ohio State as well. Uh, Ohio State's 9-3. and three. God, did they get just pummeled by Alabama in that football game last night. I thought Ohio State was embarrassing. I, I really do. No one ever says anything bad about Ohio State. They're so good and everything. They got their ass kicked. Uh, the way they guarded Smith and Harris was embarrassing. Rhode Island and UMass tomorrow night. Tolson, Wichita State could be a good game. I'm watching Harden uh, have a press conference here talking about losing the Lakers, talking about giving up. Talking about they can't fix anything in Houston, that the Rockets suck. 
Uh, also, Duquesne and Dayton tomorrow. Arkansas and LSU in the Bayou. That could be a good game. Iowa State and Kansas State was uh, postponed because of the COVID. Texas Tech and Texas, maybe the game of the night. Texas Tech's 10-3. and three. Texas is 10-1. and one. Plus, Boise, Wyoming, they kicked their ass the other night. They're going to play them again. They're laying 10. And you've got A&M and Mississippi State in Starkville with uh, the Bulldogs laying 6 to the Aggies. Plus, DePaul and Georgetown tomorrow night. So those are uh, the games in college rack. And I told you about A.D., that he got banged up tonight a toe. He may not go tomorrow night for the Lakers in Oak City against the Thunder. Nets and Knicks tomorrow night. And then you got Mavs, Hornets, Bucks at Pistons. The two games that were canceled, Jazz Wizards, Magic Celtics, both called off because of the COVID. Grizzlies, T-Wolves, and Mini. Hawks and Suns in the Valley. Pelicans, Clippers, and Lipstick City. And the Blazers, Kings at um, Sacktown. So there you go. Now, Carver High, I know we're getting fired up for uh, the playoffs, uh, the divisional round. I know you're excited about uh, the Bills and Ravens. Your Bills are in it. Uh, Let's listen to Sean McDermott. He says there's no one like Lamar Jackson. He's such a special talent, to your point, that um, very few, if any, can, can mirror what he the speed that he plays at and and what he's able to do. Um, So, you know, we'll do the best that we can during the week to prepare ourselves. And, and, uh, and so that's, that's really all we can do at this point. Bottom line is Carver. I said it many times, they got to let him pass the ball. They can't let him run rough shot over him any more than the Ravens can let Josh Allen take off running because he's really the only one that, uh, runs the ball. I know the Bills signed uh, Devonta Freeman. I don't think that's going to amount to a hill of beans. Uh, we'll see what they do with that. I, I want Josh Allen running it, and I want Josh Allen throwing it like crazy in that game. John Harbaugh says he's worried about the Bills' offense because it's so explosive. Well, he's just really good. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he's just really, really, really good at what he does. That's probably where it starts. He's fast. He can run routes. It's not just a deep guy or a crossing route guy. He can run all the stops, the turn routes. They target him on every kind of route. Uh, he's got a nice supporting cast around him, and it's a good group of receivers, an emerging tight end uh, threat, uh, and good running backs to go with, obviously, you know, Josh Allen. So, And he can make all those throws, and he, he does a great job of standing in the pocket. He extends. He, he runs out right and left, makes throws, and he takes off running right, left, or middle. So I think it's the combination uh, of their team. We're very well coached, obviously, creative. I think that's the, the best game. Uh, I mean, I won't deny that the Bucks and Saints is going to be delicious as well. But the other one in the AFC is the Chiefs, the favorite, taking on the Browns after their big win over the Steelers. And Stefanski will be able to go, it looks like, the coach after he missed the Steeler game with the COVID, living in his basement, and his kids were giving him scoring updates. Let's listen to the Browns coach, so proud of his team. Recapping that game, as you as you guys are well aware, was, was a great team effort, a great team win. Really proud of the guys and, and how they performed. You saw guys stepping up. Uh, and making plays and, and people in different roles uh, doing a great job. So very, very proud of the effort. Uh, I thought that they played with a ton of uh, physicality, uh, enthusiasm, which was readily apparent to me. Uh, and then, uh, 
big week. You know, got to really got to go on the road versus a really good football team with great players and great coaches. And uh, we got to have a great week of practice in preparation uh, for that challenge. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're going to get ready. They got a big challenge. They got a lot of preparation to get their ass beat. Uh, Andy Reid says the Browns offense feeds off the run game. We already knew that, but here's Reid. So uh, who do you think is going to uh, – uh, we'll get Reid on hopefully. Here's the deal. Do you think that the, that the Browns can dance with the Chiefs, Carver High? Um, no, I don't actually. I don't think the Browns can dance with the Chiefs. In fact, I think that it's going to be um, – it's going to be a beatdown. That's what I think it's going to be. <laughs> so do we have Andy Reid? No. All right, there you go. So we were going to listen to Andy Reid, but that's not going to happen. So there you go. Whatever. Uh, all I know is they're laying double figures in that game. It's still 10. And um, we'll talk about the NFC games when we come back on the bench. So in the other uh, games, the Rams-Packers uh, game, and then the Bucks uh, saints who do you like in those, Carver High, early on here in the week? Early in the week, uh, I want to bet the Rams, but I'm nervous about them scoring points. I think that Aaron Rodgers is on a bit of a mission here. So going with the Packers, and I'm going with the Saints on Sunday. They whacked them both times this year, and I think they're going to whack them again. I think the Bucks are frauds. They've beaten nobody this year except that one win against the Packers. They struggled with Washington last week. Saints are better. It's in the Dome. I think that they beat him up again. Wow. Uh, so there you go. Tomorrow we've got five hockey games. You're not buying the Flyers. And then you got the Canadians and Leafs. You've already said you think Austin Matthews will uh, win the MVP. Lightning, Blackhawks, Oilers, and Canucks. And you got the Avs, Blues. Those are five kick-ass hockey games. Great start to the season tomorrow. Penguins, Flyers, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. The price is too good, Scotty. Plus 100 on the money line for the Penguins. The Flyers, people are acting like the Flyers are the Soviet Red Army here. I mean, honestly, I've seen them pick to win the division, go to the cup final, win the – stop. They're, all those teams are good in that division. There's going to be no easy walk for the Flyers. Give me the Penguins on plus money tomorrow, Scotty. Who do you like in the uh, Canadians' uh, Leafs? Are you going Leafs? Yeah, I think the Leafs are going to really uh, – they're going to beat up on all these Canadian teams in the regular season. They love the fact that they're – away from Toronto, from uh, Boston. They're away from Tampa Bay. Um, they're going to have some fun against these teams. So who do you like? Lightning, Blackhawks, Oilers, Canucks, Avs, Blues. Who do you like in those last three? I like the Lightning. I like the Blues. And I like the Canucks. Wow. So we're going different directions on all of these. Uh, all my snacks are at PharrellOnTheBench.com. Right now, Warriors, who seldom Ten. come out to play, they're up. 57, 53, now Five. 57, 55 Four. on the Pacers. Three, uh, two, I'm Pharrell. I'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock on Coast to Coast.